It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Record today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 086-2103-103. Now, the wealth of Ireland's nine billionaires has increased by 58 percent since the start of the pandemic. That's according to Oxfam who published their It's Inequality Kills report this week and that's ahead of the World Economic Forum's virtual Davos uh, agenda which is taking place this week. Joining me from Oxfam, their CEO uh, Jim Clarkin. Good morning to you Jim. Good morning Patricia. And you're welcome to the programme. Now this isn't just here in Ireland. Isn't it the case that the 10 richest men in the world more than doubled their fortune? doubled their fortune in the last two years. They did. It's, it's hard to believe. You're, you're talking about going from 600 or something billion to $1.3 trillion owned by just 10 men. And it is all men. And, you know, the, the overall wealth of billionaires dramatically increased during this period. So we've seen a, a huge spike. And the reason that we're highlighting that is because it is having a big impact on global Inequality. I mean, we've seen that during the pandemic, 99% of the world's population lost wealth and lost earnings. Uh, 160 million people have been driven into extreme poverty on top of the billions that are already in extreme poverty. And the, it, this inequality is killing, we estimate, 21,000 people a day through lack of access to health care, through hunger, through the impact of climate and so on. And the biggest impact, or one of the bigger impacts, is on women. Um, women have lost $800 billion in global earnings. So all these men are making, these billionaires are making all this extra money. And women across the world have lost $800 billion. That's according to the ILO. And uh, we're seeing that the, the gender pay gap uh, we've talked about often has, has kind of been stretched out for another generation. There are 20 million girls who left school during or when the schools were closed during the pandemic may not go back to school. Um, and we've seen a huge uh, increase in violence against women and girls during this period. So it's had a, a very detrimental effect on so many people across the world uh, whilst these billion, billionaires are continuing to accumulate more and more wealth, which doesn't add economic value to the rest of the world. So, we, so they've, they've I mean, really what you're calling out here is they've had a, a terrific pandemic. Terrific is, a, is the word. I mean, they've, they've sat on their money and they've made additional billions. And uh, it, it's not, uh, what well, the rest of the world is, in, is really struggling. And we see a huge percentage of the world that has not been vaccinated, partially because of the monopolies in the, in the uh, pharmaceutical industry are keeping 
billionaires wealthy. Some of those billionaires that we talk about are actually pharmaceutical billionaires. So, you know, there's a huge inequality here that needs to be addressed. But we can do something about it. So what we're calling for is a wealth tax for those billionaires and multimillionaires. And we know that even in Ireland, a very modest wealth tax could generate as much as €4 billion Euros for our exchequer, which could be used to pay for healthcare, could be used to work uh, to, re- to reduce the uh, homeless crisis that we have and improve the housing situation, and again could be used to tackle violence against women and girls. Why do you believe governments always seem to be so slow about taxing the very rich and the very notion of a wealth tax? They always seem to shy away from it. Very good question. It's it's quite political and people are nervous of it. Um, and I don't know why they are. I mean, obviously, very wealthy people have oftentimes have tremendous political access and they can influence people who make decisions. Um, and they're somehow often perceived as being the ones that create all this great wealth for everybody. That's not, not always the case. A lot of wealth is just wealth that's been passed on, wealth that has been generated through sitting on stocks and shares. It isn't necessarily productive wealth in that sense. So I, I don't know why that is, but I, I do think the zeitgeist is changing. I think there's an appetite now, and we're seeing it in lots of parts of the world. We're even seeing in the U.S. They're starting to put systems in place that could help to introduce a wealth tax later on. So I think the moment seems to be now. It's in particularly the fact that these people have done so well during this pandemic time when everybody else has suffered. It, it seems the right thing to do. It's the fair thing to do. And there are huge needs that can be addressed if a modest amount of tax is taken from these extraordinary wealthy and, and that's kind of, I think, the key as well to what you're saying. It's a modest amount of uh, tax. I mean, it's, you know, it's eye-watering some of the figures. I mean, you know, when you get into trillions, I, I have to stop and even think how many zeros, if I was writing down <laughs> uh, trillions, it's just, it's, it's really mind-boggling. And because these people are so wealthy, half of them wouldn't even notice if the government put on a wealth tax. Well, they'll never spend all their money. Yeah. You, you, they couldn't, I mean, we've done kind of crazy calculations that if they spent X millions every day for the rest of their lives, they could never even wipe out half of their wealth. So, you know, it's, it's not wealth that they can even use themselves. So what's the point in it? What's the point in a billionaire, even if you think about it, let alone the trillions and those crazy numbers? So, you know, we need to, you know, not, we're, we're all in favor of people being successful and businesses being successful and we the importance of what business can do to create wealth, to generate jobs and innovation and solve problems and so on. Uh, and that's vital. But the accumulation of the wealth at the very top just isn't logical. It's not sensible. It doesn't help society. And at the end of the day, a lot of these billionaires, you know, don't know what to do with it. Mm. In fact, we're, we're actually hearing certain, there are groups of very wealthy people now who are starting to challenge it themselves and say, look, actually, we do need to be taxed more. It does make more sense. At the end of the day, we rely on the society we live in. We rely on health care for our workers. We rely on roads and infrastructure and all the other things. Um, and without paying tax, those things can't happen. So they're starting to, to, to be part of this movement as well. But it seems that the time should be now. And I'm assuming if the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer, that gap between the rich and the poor is obviously getting wider. And, and that's it. I mean, we had seen some progress in the reduction in extreme poverty. So those people living below the poverty line globally. But uh, across the world, that has changed over this period. And it's it's after years and years of hard work by so many people and so many communities that have been building themselves up, 
there's been a real pushback now because of the pandemic. Even in Ireland, uh, Social Justice Ireland are saying that there are now 19% of the population living below the poverty line here, which is huge. So, and, and, and that is a big increase because of the pandemic. So, look, it's, it's not right that a small group of people are accumulating more and more wealth when everybody else is suffering. Uh, so we need to address that. Yeah, and as, as you've mentioned, your report also highlights the inequality on vaccines. And, and our own Mike Ryan of the World Health Organization, I think he's been calling this out since the start of the vaccine rollout. Are we any closer to developing countries getting adequate vaccines? No, not remotely. Um, so there's less than 10% of people in many developing countries have been vaccinated. Uh, less than 10%. The, less than 10%, yeah. And at the rate we're going, it will be another two years, three years or even more before the world is vaccinated. So what we've been calling for, and we there's an alliance called the People's Vaccine Alliance here in Ireland and globally the Oxfam has been involved in founding and we have lots of medical professionals and we have immunologists and we have experts as part of that group. And we've been lobbying for uh, a, what we call a temporary waiver to the TRIPS uh, that's a, that's an agreement within the World Trade Organization that would allow um, a waiver of intellectual property rights for a period so that the companies, and there are several of them around the world, that could produce vaccines can do so and they could they could scale up very quickly within about three months. I mean, we, there's a number of these these um, factories in India ready ready to go. They just base, is, they need the recipe. They're exactly right. They're in India, they're in South Africa, they're in Brazil, they're in numerous places around the world. Um, just recently, the, the Shannon passed a bill supporting this. We're looking for the government to support this. They haven't done so yet. Ireland and the European Union are resisting this, even though the USA and a 100 other countries are supporting it. So that needs to change. We need to see this waiver. We need to see vaccines being produced at a much faster scale, being distributed to those countries, ensuring that everybody can be safe. We've talked about this all along, that nobody's safe until everybody's safe. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's not just stupidity. Variants will keep cropping up. I exactly. mean, Omicron came out of Africa. And, you know, that's not the Africans' fault. If they're not vaccinated, we're going to see more and more variants. So, you know, we're not all safe till we're all safe. We said this from the very start. On the, you know, there's an opportunity, a window to get everybody vaccinated as fast as possible. Uh, and that will reduce the potential for for variants and certainly the impact of variants. Uh, look, we know ourselves that the, the latest variant has had, thankfully, a much less much lesser impact than others. That's because we're all vaccinated in large. So, look, I think that's, that's the solution. We know that what needs to be done, but we need Ireland to support this waiver and we, the European Union, we need to move on this. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. It really is a no-brainer. It really is, yeah. All right, listen, uh, and your your own work at Oxfam, uh, Jim, I mean, I, I take it, been very difficult during the pandemic. It's been very difficult. I mean, there, there are additional challenges for people across the world on top of the challenges that were already there. Um, but people are resourceful and people will always try and find solutions. And look, we, the world has been set back by this, uh, but we, we, we're optimistic that, you know, if the public and if the powers that be can support the work that we're 
doing, we can make a big difference. And obviously that's led by communities on the ground across the world. Okay, listen, we leave it there and uh, we appreciate you taking time out to talk to us today. Uh, Good morning to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. That is Jim Clarkham, who is the CEO of uh, Oxfam. And just shocking to think that anybody could have had a terrific pandemic, but it looks like that the 10 richest men in the world doubled their fortune and our own Irish, nine Irish billionaires, 58%. And what's that in figures? They increased their wealth by 18.3 billion to 49.7 billion since the start of the pandemic. I mean, I just, I can't understand. Like, when is enough enough? When is enough enough? I mean, how much money can you spend in your lifetime? When do you say, I have enough now and even I have so much, I can give some of it away? It just, it really does, it just frustrates the life out of me. A wealth tax says a listener, no hope. There are too many millionaires within the doll. They won't vote for that. Hi, Patricia, you speak about the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer. Well, Patricia, that's government policy. We live in a two-tier society. One law for the rich and one law for the poor. It's about how best to exploit the vulnerable and that's how money is made, uh, Patricia says a listener. And that's a sad reflection on society if that's the way we are living our lives. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 